Welcome back to This Week in Film. It's the weekly podcast where we get together and talk about the movies we've seen over the past seven days. I'm Nick Pronto, joined as always by Midwest Matt Lauer. Matt, how's it going? It's going great, Nick. How are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. Um, I've seen a lot of movies this week, so <laughs> okay, cool. we're, we're going to talk about them. Um, and uh, you also have seen a movie. <laughs> I saw one, one movie. All oh, right, I can't wait to hear about your movie. Um, so uh, I'll start things off this week uh, with a movie that I saw first, called A Wrinkle in Time from oh, 2018. Man. Did you see this? I can't movie? wait to hear that. Yeah, should we let the listeners know what all we're reviewing? Uh, sure, that's a good idea. Um, so we're going to talk about A Wrinkle in Time. Um, I also watched the movie Tomb Raider from 2018, the newest Tomb Raider movie, and I watched my very first Bollywood movie called Padmavat. Hmm. Yeah. All right. Yeah. You did have an interesting week. I sure did. Uh, and then All right. what did you see? I saw Venom. All right. Uh, and I have no interest in seeing Venom, so we're probably just going to get into spoilers for just about all of these movies. Because you've seen Tomb Raider. Did you see A Wrinkle in Time? Uh, I did not, but I've seen enough of reviews to uh, to have some expectations of what you'll have to say. Yeah, it's not good. And, uh, <laughs> That's what it was. That's what I expected. <laughs> uh, and, uh, and I'm going to spoil the hell out of Padmavat, because I don't think anyone else is going to see it. But... Uh, uh, I'll I'll start off with, uh, and if you hear the sounds of some small children in the background, it's because I have small children in the background. Uh, I've got my twins. They're his own. They're my, I just found these kids, and you know, they're mine now. And uh, I got these two twin girls that are that are running around the basement here. So enjoy the sounds of children. Do you want to say hi? No, she doesn't. <laughs> Um, for, for the listeners who might not want to hear any spoilers on Venom, I will give it a gentle recommend. Really? Uh, yeah, actually. Um, so hot take on that, I guess. Uh, <laughs> but, wow, uh, okay. but if, but if, but if you want to hear anything more in depth, you, you might have to deal with some spoilers later. So, okay. all right. Wrinkle in time. All right. So a wrinkle in time was made earlier this year. Uh, which is the year 2018. Uh, it was directed by Ava DuVernay, who uh, has not directed anything else that I know of. And uh, this movie was not good. It was not a good movie at all. Um, my wife wanted to watch it. My wife is a huge fan of the book that it was based on. It's a and great she, book. And she was, I had never read it. And uh, she was very excited to see the movie and was very disappointed in the result. <laughs> um, so the basic plot of the movie is Chris, no Chris Pine, uh, captain, captain Kirk, uh, plays this girl's dad and he invents this way of traveling through space, which, which he just uses his mind and basically wishes himself there. Uh, it's, oh. it's not very clear. Um, Scientologist? No, I don't think so. Um, uh, but he just kind of 
he kind of wishes himself there and he's at this big press conference like a nasa press conference and he and his wife are scientists and he's like we can travel through space using our mind powers and everyone starts laughing at him and his wife is like what did you think was gonna happen and he's like well i thought people would be more open to it and then he disappears he 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 basically disappears for and it's four years later and uh his daughter so he has a daughter and and an adopted son and the daughter took the father's disappearance very hard and and she is struggling in school now she used to be a great student and now she's struggling in school and and she doesn't get along. She gets made fun of by all these other kids because they think her dad abandoned his her family. And and so she oh and and so then the movie really takes takes off on the on the anniversary of the fourth <laughs> the movie comes sorry the movie takes place on the fourth anniversary of her dad's disappearance and everyone is giving this girl a hard time about her being like obnoxious um really yeah uh the girl the girl's uh name is meg and she's played by the actress storm reed uh and uh she's not in anything else that i that i know of Sounds and, like a big name. yeah and uh and so she gets into a fight with these girls at school and she goes to the principal's office and the principal is like, listen, it's been four years since your dad disappeared. He's not coming back. <laughs> or, or like, you need to get over this. And it's like the actual anniversary of her dad's disappearance. And so she's like, whatever. Oh man, do they give her a cake that says get over it on top? No, but they should because cake uh. is delicious. And so she goes home and she's got this brother who is precocious, I guess is the right word for it. Oh, uh, kind of annoying. Kind of annoying. And thinks he's really smart. Thinks he, yeah, exactly. He thinks he's really smart and he's like really friendly with all the strangers in the neighborhood. And then for whatever reason, um, he makes friends with Reese Witherspoon, who's like a witch. Or, or like a, a wizard, a wizard witch kind of thing. And she's like, hi, I'm in your house now. Um, um, my name is Miss What's-It. And um, you guys that's are... That's her gonna... actual name or you don't remember her name? That's her actual name. Gotcha. And you guys are going to go on an, ad- an adventure, I guess. We're going to go try and find your dad because he's missing. And... Uh, the Storm Reed character is like, "Get out of our house, crazy lady," <laughs> which was which was kind of funny. Um, and then the the little boy's like, "No, no, she's she's super nice because I I'm friendly with people." And so the movie just kind of goes from there, and it's not good. It's not a good movie. Um, so like Mindy Kaling shows up next, and she's her name is Mrs. Who. And her character speaks only in quotes from from literature uh, until her character gets tired, and then she just stops. Stops talking altogether, or starts talking like a normal. She person? She just starts talking like a normal person for like for like the first half of the movie. Whenever she talks, she she says a quote, and then attrib- uh, attributes it to someone, and 
And then like later in the in the movie she she's like, I'm really tired, so I'm not gonna do that anymore. <laughs> <laughs> but the most obnoxious the most obnoxious part of this movie is uh Oprah Winfrey. Um uh, Oprah's in this movie and she plays Mrs. Witch, and that's W H I C H, not not like a spell. So there's Miss What's It, Miss Who, and Miss Witch. And this is a movie for children. And when Oprah shows up, it's like, oh my gosh, it's Oprah. Look, kids, <laughs> Oprah, aren't you impressed that Oprah is here? This is wonderful. It's Oprah. <laughs> and the kids are all like, who this? Right. And, and Oprah's like 40 feet tall and she's like, hello, I'm Oprah. And it's so obnoxious and heavy-handed. And it's a movie for kids, and kids have no idea who Oprah is. Oprah hasn't even been on TV for like five, five or six years. And and it's just like Oprah Winfrey, 40 feet tall, 30 or 40 feet tall, and she's just like, Hi, I'm Oprah. We're going on an adventure. And it's at, at this point, the movie turns into just a bunch of like close-ups of the characters faces as they stare and wonder at the magical things they're seeing so it's like they see a giant oprah and it's just them going wow look how tall she is <laughs> <laughs> or um and so then the kids find out that the dad really did learn how to travel through space using his mind and and they they learn how to do it too and they travel to this planet that the dad went to and it's another sequence of 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 the kids staring just off camera while they look at some computer generated images flying past the, the screen and they're just like wow i can't believe what i'm seeing so so hang on a second yes. um it's been a long time since i've read this book so the time travel is also space travel uh, there's no time travel. There's just space travel. Oh. Yeah. That's that doesn't sound right. Oh, know. hello. Hi. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> um. There's n wait what? There's there's no time travel. It's just space travel. Yeah, they travel to different planets. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, um, I, I remembered that wrong. Uh, and so, um, part of their little group that they get together is uh, there's this other there's like this boy who joins up with them, and he has a crush on the main girl, and the brother, the precocious brother, is like, "You need to come with us on our journey because you're very diplomatic. You'll be very useful on our diplomatic journey." And that never comes up <laughs> ever. Does it, does it even make sense that the kid knows they're going on a quote unquote diplomatic journey? Nope. Not at all. It makes no sense. Like the kid, the kid shows up and, and he says, I don't even know why I'm here. I just felt like I had to be here while you were here. And you're like, this is terrible. This is really dumb. <laughs> <laughs> It's a really poor, poor movie. <laughs> you're and, here because your special strength is talk. Yeah, which he never uses. 
And uh, and so like the movie is just like a bunch of really missed opportunities because it could have been like a fun adventure uh, with kids. But yeah, they could have had that cake too. There's cake. Yeah, the cake that said "Get over it." Oh yeah, they missed, right? they missed that opportunity. Yeah, um, like there really could have been like a lot of um, a lot of like fun adventure stuff, but it really just is just a bunch of CGI with the main characters. No, don't do that. Don't do that. With a bunch of uh, sorry, with a bunch of no, stop. You can't play with that. Sorry, my daughter is trying to disconnect the podcast. And um <laughs> so I was gonna say giving your kids knives again. All right. Um and so it it could have been a, a really fun adventure movie, but instead it just is like staring just off camera at kids going, Wow. I mean, they go on this crazy journey and they're not even dirty by the end of it. Like <laughs> like this like in the Goonies, when the kids are done the adventure, they look like they've been through a crazy adventure. Like they're dirty, they look ragged and stuff. And these kids they travel halfway across the universe and they look like they just stepped out of like makeup. Like they were just on a Universal Studios ride or something. Exactly. Like they, they don't even get wet or anything. And then there's <laughs> like there's this one sequence where they're flying and it's and it, and Reese Witherspoon turns into this giant leaf dragon and they're uh, like You know, I always kinda thought that's what she was anyway. <laughs> yeah. And uh and she's like they're like, Oh, we can fly now, we can fly and then they fall off the leaf dragon and there's like this long sequence of them trying to rescue him. And you're like, that we know he's not going to die. Why is this sequence taking so long? It's really a disappointing movie. Really boring. The movie took takes no chances. It's it's plays it as as safe as any movie has ever played. It's movie safe. Like mm-hmm. it's just like it. It feels like there's, a movie that there's no actual adventure to it. Exactly. And like Chris Pine is in the movie, and he does his his regular character of exasperated line reading where he's like, we have to do this. We can't just do that. Uh, that's my Chris Pine impression. <laughs> uh, I thought he was a guest star. Yeah. He was here for a for second. A yeah. Um, that I've noticed that that's how he does a lot of his lines is he just kind of like breathes through his words and it's very mm. effective. I like Chris Pine. Um, and then there's a moment in this movie where they, where they spoiler alert, where they rescue the dad and he's like, we have to leave. We can't save your brother, too. We have to go. And the girl's like, what are you talking about? We have to leave. And the dad's like, all right, well, I'm going to go. Bye. And he, <laughs> he abandons her. <laughs> Again. Yeah. But yeah, a Wrinkle in Time, not very good. Unless you want to see a 40-foot-tall Oprah. <laughs> I'll pass on that. Yeah. But it's on Netflix for free, so. Yeah. Um. Are are the visuals any good? Not really. Like they they look okay. they look okay, but like for for what they're supposed to be, like it's just kind of like like cutscenes from a video game. Okay, so it's it kind of lazy. Yeah, I guess. Uh, I I feel like there's a level of CG at this point that um and green screen, you know that that. It's good. It's good enough that you can watch it and not be going like, "Oh, that's bad. That's bad. That's bad." But it's not good enough to like 
make you kind of go, wow. And I feel like a lot of movies are kind of at that level these days. Yeah, we're so used to it anymore that it's it's almost boring. Yeah. And and that's what this movie is. It's like these these elaborate sequences of and then we see like our main characters who aren't who are clearly not there. They're just looking at it and you're like, "Great. That's this is fun." And look, there's giant Oprah. So, Zach Galifianakis for some reason is in the movie too and uh and he plays a character called the Happy Medium. And it doesn't make any sense why he's in this movie. Michael Pena is in the movie for some reason, and it doesn't make any sense why he's in it either. It's it's a lot of odd casting. Like I, I don't I don't really understand how this movie got made, really. But uh, well, check it out. <laughs> <laughs> I will not. Yeah. Um. I guess we'll save I guess we'll save Venom for last since it's the big movie of the October. Sure thing. Um I, I guess next I would like to talk about the movie Tomb Raider. Awesome. Um so like I've been on a bit of a Tomb Raider kick lately. And uh I've been watching I don't know if you can hear the sounds of holiday singing in the background, but my tw- <laughs> my twins have turned on another noisy machine. It's it's there. It's it's kind of quiet, but you know, Merry Christmas. They just want to wish you a Merry Christmas, and uh, so uh, I've been on a Tomb Raider kick. Like I, I watched somebody on YouTube play the Tomb Raider game from 2013 or something, uh-huh. and uh, it's a guy named Christopher Odd, and I really like the way that he plays his video games online. I don't have a PS4, so I haven't been able to play any of these games, and uh, I've been gaming vicariously through him. <laughs> It's how I played the new Spider-Man game. We we had a great time. And um, are they only available on the PlayStation? The Tomb Raider games? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Oh, okay. I, th- I think they might be on a PC too, but I haven't I haven't looked into that. But um, I've just been uh, I've just been watching this guy play. The, so he played the first Tomb Raider game of the 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 relaunch of them where it was just tomb raider and that's loosely what this movie is based on and yeah. uh it follows the plot of that uh, fairly loosely and uh i would say that this movie was okay uh mm-hmm. i thought it was it was kind of fun and i would like a sequel yeah you yeah. you saw this movie too yeah i saw it in the theater and, and i walked away with a similar similar feel where i was like well i'm 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 satisfied. There aren't really any great highs, um, but uh, but I liked the character enough. Uh, who, what's her name? Is it Felicia Vikander? Or Alicia uh, Vikander. It is Alicia Vikander. So um, yeah, I walked away kind of wanting a sequel because I, I liked her. Yeah, I liked her and, too. I thought she was great. Yeah, and I thought the the story and everything kind of held together well enough that. If they were to go further with it, um, and and especially if it were to have a few more highs, uh-huh. you know that that I would I'd enjoy watching another one. I'd, I'd even go to the theater, I think, to see another one. Yeah, it was a it was a it's a fun little adventure movie. Um, could have been a little better, I think, but I mean that's just being nitpicky. Uh, it was directed by a guy named Roar Uthog, which I think is just a funny name. <laughs> <laughs> Um, he's also directed nothing else that I've seen. 
something called the wave and escape. So good luck with that. And, the wave uh, is that that movie with uh, Chloe Grace Moretz? Let's see. No, no actually, I think I think that's like the the third wave or the fourth wave, something like that. This is like it looks like it's a Norwegian film because the guy, the characters are named Christopher Jonner. Although it oh. looks it looks kind of neat, actually. Its original title is Bolgen. <laughs> so next week, Nick will be reviewing Bogen. Bjurgen. It's like an Bjurgen. O with a slash through it. I don't know how to pronounce that. Oh, me neither. Um, so anyway, uh, the Tomb Raider uh, tells the story of this girl, um, Laura Croft, who is looking for her missing father. Uh, she gets stranded on... Um, I guess we have a theme this week of girls searching for their fathers, and um, she's uh, she's looking for her father, and he uh, is a treasure hunter, and he got lost on this this island that she figures out, and she goes to the island, and she gets stuck there fighting these bad guys who are trying to unleash a curse, and um, it's it's a it's a cool little it's like a a cheap Indiana Jones movie. Um, I liked it. I liked it a lot. It was, it was fun. Yeah, I think it is actually, <clears throat> as much as um, those Nick Cage movies really ripped off the Indiana Jones uh, plots and, and, you know, little tricks. and, and The National Treasure movies? Yeah, yeah. The, I didn't care for them. Um, uh, see, I thought they were great. <laughs> I just thought they were really cheap ripoffs where it's oh, just yeah. like, hey, no, we're going to no, use the I mean, same jokes and everything. Don't get me wrong. Uh, They're terrible, but I wish <laughs> I wish there were six of them. See, that's, it just pissed me off. <laughs> I just found myself sitting there hating them. Uh-huh. Um, but if someone were to say, hey, let's reboot Indiana Jones with a female character, we're not going to do the same exact stories because we don't want to just – rehash everything but we do want it to be a similar feel and they were to come up with this i'd be okay with that you know and and i mean i think that's kind of always what tomb raider's been yeah um as a as a game anyway mm-hmm. um and i did not care for the angelina jolie movie um i only saw the first one but i hear that the second one's pretty much the same but little more ridiculous i know some people like the second one a bit more uh, so i maybe someday i'll check it out but but i found the first one so boring and like so over the top like laura croft can just do anything yeah and in this movie it's she's cool she can do a lot but it's kind of it's with some human weaknesses it's kind of like you know in indiana jones one thing that's kind of running throughout is that he is He's awesome. He can be really cocky because he's awesome, but he's also human. Yeah. And, you know, there are moments where he's like, oh, man, I'm so achy. Um, and and she has that, too, where she's she has some places where she falls down, where she she doesn't win a fight, where she feels hurt. Yeah. Although she is indestructible because there's one moment where she's like thrown from a plane and has a thing stick through her body and yeah. she's like, oh. <laughs> yeah. That um that stuff is is straight from the game. Um 
where that where that one spears coming through her stomach and yeah. uh, and she pulls it out that's like right from the game and and just like in the game once she pulls the stick out it doesn't bother her anymore <laughs> she's totally fine <laughs> Um, yeah, she, she is indestructible. But if it were the Angelina Jolie movie, mm-hmm. it, she just wouldn't even get hit by anything. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Like, she, one she's thing she's I more like, like Batman level, you know, believability. One thing. One thing I really like about this movie, which which kind of echoes what what you were just saying, is that that she gets dirty as the uh, as the movie goes along. Like she's she's filthy, filthy, and just and like messed up by the end of it she's got scratches and she's bleeding and she's all banged up and it just adds this level of gritty realism to it even though you know even though she's a superhero and uh and you know she's not gonna die or anything like that but like the fact that she's as the movie goes on she gets worn down more and more to the point where at the end of the movie you you can almost feel that she's exhausted but but you know she's gonna win and and it, it, that doesn't really matter. Like the 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 story is pretty fun. Um, the bad guy in the movie is the bad guy from the new Ant Man and the Wasp movie, which was which was kind of funny. Um, or one of the bad guys from Ant Man and the Wasp. And uh, yeah, Tomb Raider was totally worth checking out. Yeah, and as much as she she is still um, not to harp on this or belabor it, but even while she is still. Uh, kicking butt and you know she is going to win I, I feel like that sort of the degree of grit that's there makes makes that movie a lot more enjoyable so if, if anyone has seen the Angelina Jolie ones and they're like you know didn't really enjoy the taste of it because it's a little too fantastical um, I'd say like check this out you know because it does have a different feel to it and, I mean Alicia Vikander is a beautiful woman but you don't like you're saying in terms of her getting dirty and stuff, it doesn't feel like every time she's on, you know, the center of the screen, she's posing for a poster. Whereas that's kind of how the Angelina Jolie, and I'm not ragging on Angelina Jolie. It's just the way those movies were made to be. Um, And, and this is like, I don't know. It seems more like a real person. My wife would, would like to add, cause she kept saying it during the movie that, uh, she liked Alicia Vikander, but she also, um, thought her neck was huge. <laughs> like she's like her, her neck. Is huge. Yeah. She was like, she's got such a big neck. Like thick. Yeah. Or like, long? like a thick neck. Hmm. I don't, I didn't notice. That. I don't share the sentiment, but my wife was like, her neck is so big. <laughs> she, she said it a few times, but, um, yeah, I well, thought she should check out Elijah Wood because that kid's neck is thicker than his head. Really? Okay. Yes. I haven't seen him in quite some time. By the way, Elijah Wood, a kid, but probably the same age as us. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, another character in the movie is Dominic West, who I will only refer to as McNulty from The Wire. And um, my daughters are singing now. I'm not sure. That was some nice harmony that. right there. Yeah, they they spend a lot of time together, and. Um, so he's he's in the movie he plays like a crazy he plays her father and he's like a crazy crazy old man by the end of the movie um that's a you know that's really all i have to say about it it's a fun adventure movie i hope they make more of them and uh yeah the tomb raider is a lot of fun to watch all right hold on a second i gotta pause the show now hello yeah what's up i'm back now 
Cool. Um, all right. Uh, so yeah, Tomb Raider. Cool movie. Uh, <laughs> check it out. Check it out so that they make some new ones for me to see. Um, uh, yeah, that's it. Yeah. Do you happen to know how how it did? Like in terms of box office, like if it is likely that they'll make another one, I can find out. Let's go to box office mojo. Tomb Raider. Oh man, you have a baby in one arm, don't you? Uh, I have a microphone. Oh, okay. Uh, let's see. Uh, it made fifty-seven million in America, but an additional two hundred plus worldwide, which brought its okay. worldwide total to two hundred seventy-three million. Which, um, on a budget of ninety-four million dollars, that's pretty good. That's that's a hit. Yeah, I mean, they probably spent just as much in marketing. Actually, they probably didn't. I felt like the marketing for that movie was really quiet. Yeah, I uh, I agree. Like I I kind of didn't hear anything about the movie. Yeah, so it probably uh, probably did. It probably had a pretty hefty profit. Yeah. Okay. Well, I hope they do have a second one. Yeah, me too. All right. All right. So then that brings me to my third movie, which which is a movie called Padmavat from twenty right. from twenty eighteen, and it is my first Bollywood movie that that I watched the whole thing of. Um, it's I'm just going to read I'm just going to read the IMDb description for it because me trying to describe this movie is going to be a nightmare. Um so and and apologies in advance because I'm not going to be able to pronounce any of these words. Um you terrible terrible white man. Yeah. So set in medieval Rajasthan, Queen Padmavati is married to a noble king and they live in a prosperous fortress with their subjects until an ambitious sultan hears of Padmavati's beauty and forms an obsessive love for the queen of Miwar. Okay. So that's, that's really a good overview of the movie. Uh, it was directed by Sanjay Leela Bansali. Uh, it stars Deepika Padukon, Ranveer Singh, and Shahid Kapoor. And um, when this movie starts, there's like three disclaimers at the beginning of the movie disclaiming that one, it's a work of fiction. It's not, it's not based on historical fact. It's based on uh, a poem that was written in the 1500s. It, it, all of the animals in the movie, they're, they're, they were treated well and that nobody, none of the animals were harmed. And then there's a third disclaimer that I can't remember, but there were so many disclaimers at the beginning of this movie. And so then when it was over, I read the IMDb trivia for it. And apparently there was a lot, a lot of controversy about this movie that I thought was, was pretty charming. Um, and uh, the reason that, there's a lot of not a phrase you hear too often about controversy. Charming, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I don't understand any of the internal politics of the movie. Um, it's 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 a religious it's a religious war epic. 
um, that takes place in the 1500s or, or earlier. I'm not really sure when it's supposed to take place, but it, it, it's about this Muslim, um, king or, or Sultan who is taking on, and I don't know, so I'm just going to guess. He takes on a, a Hindu king, and and I guess that's where a lot of the controversy comes from, is because of the religious implications of the movie. And that's where I get really lost, because I don't understand any of it. But um, like there was a lot of vandalism. Like people would attack the the sets of the movie. Like they they had vandalism, and like the director was attacked and everything during the production of it. Like a lot of crazy stuff happened while they were making this movie. But um, the lead actress, Deepika Padukone, was paid RS twelve crore. Which is equal to 1.9 million U.S. dollars, which was a new milestone for actresses of Bollywood. So, so this was a huge movie. Um, it was released in IMAX 3D in oh, wow. in Hindi, and uh, it was the first film to be to to do so. Um, but uh, the the movie itself, like like I said, it's a it's about this one sultan like this muslim sultan guy who who becomes obsessed after he hears about this beautiful queen and he's like she must be mine and and then he like wages war to get her and then we we see the war it it, it's a pretty good movie like it's beautifully shot like it's wonderful looking um, the costumes are beautiful. The the acting, I think, is pretty good. Um, we watched it with the uh, subtitles because I don't speak Hindu or Hindi, and um, and it was it was great. It was charming. I, I I really enjoyed it. Now I had always heard this about Bollywood movies that there's dancing and singing throughout, and this movie is no exception. Like almost every twenty to thirty minutes, they would break out into a song and dance, and and they would just have this like music video sequence, and it was ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> like you could almost set a clock to it that that they were going to have like a song and dance, and it was and it was sometimes at the most inappropriate inappropriate moments like there's this one sequence where the sultan is in a bath with his slave who's who's like also a dude and the slave is washing his feet and the slave gets out of the water and he starts singing to the king or he starts singing to the sultan and the sultan just starts arching his back in the water and and i guess they're trying to say that this king had like homosexual tendencies but but like he didn't, I don't know. It's very confusing. And I guess they're like tiptoeing a fine line so as to not offend people or anything, but like, it's, it's really, um, graphic, but, but not without, but not with any nudity. And that's another thing about the movie. Like, I don't know if this is a traditional thing, but there's for a movie that's about romantic love and, and, um, uh, romantic romantic love and 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 passion and everything there is no kissing at all in the movie 
like the 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 one like the good guy king loves his wife deeply like the, the the most beautiful queen he loves her deeply and she loves him and the most passionate embrace you have between the two of them is that the king rubs his nose on her neck and and it's like what why why won't they just kiss and i don't know if that's like an indian like law like the, in order to show movies in india it has to get approved by the government and i don't know if that's like a law like you can't have that but but it's just so odd that they don't show any kind of uh any kind of kissing at all you know i i saw a movie i've seen it a couple times it's called fire and it's from a director named deepa meda uh-huh. who i believe if i'm remembering right uh is she's she actually had some royal title of some sort like princess or something um and and if i'm off on that i apologize but um the the movie fire is about uh the development of a lesbian relationship uh for a woman who's married to a man oh and um it's a really really good movie uh and and i can't remember i don't believe there's i think there might be one scene that sort of has some music involved but i i don't think there's any of that big show stopping number kind of stuff that that just throws things off um or like changes the the tone um, but I, I believe there was some, I believe there was some nudity. I want to say with some certainty that there was kissing. Um, but I think there was some nudity in there too. And, and I would, I would highly recommend checking out fire. That's fire. Really, okay. That's mm-hmm. cool. Yeah. And there was, it, it was one of it. I know it was really controversial, but I don't know if that, if it required that it be shot outside of the country or or got or if Deepa Mehta got some sort of special permission or something like that but I know that at the time and I saw it back in like probably 2002 2003 maybe mm-hmm. um but at the time that it was made it was it was very very controversial too okay uh, I would I would liken it a bit to um to Brokeback Mountain you know, in terms of like, have you ever seen Brokeback Mountain? No, I never did. You should. It's a really good movie. Yeah, and, and like the it's right here, the sort of tone of it, where you can kind of really feel the atmosphere in which the characters are kind of struggling and, and scared. Uh-huh. Um, it's it's done really well in both of those movies. I say they make good kind of companion pieces. Okay, that's cool. But. But anyway, I guess I guess the point I was I was making there is I think there is some nudity in that, but they might have had to be outside the country to shoot it or something. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, I don't I don't understand the politics or the the laws involved with with the Indian movie thing, but I know the government is heavily involved in the uh, in the process. Um, but uh back to the singing and dancing. Yeah. Um, there's this one, the, there's a, there's two, two songs that I, that I thought were really good. Like the singing and dancing and the costumes were great. There's one, which is after the beautiful queen gets married to the, to the King. Oh, there's a, there's also a, um, like a, there's polygamy in this movie, but it's not explained at all. And I don't know if polygamy is legal in India or, or I assume it was back in the, 
back in the day of the, of this movie, but there are multiple queens and multiple wives for for the king, and it is not explained at all like like how that works because both both kings, the sultan and the king, have multiple wives and you're like is she like the head queen or is she like just like the old hotness and this is the new hotness and and who who outranks who here because they're the queens seem to be having an argument about who who is in charge first yeah like who gets who has final say on stuff and then um but when the king gets married to the to the new queen he there's like this beautiful dance with like these long gowns and and the song the song that they sing is is great it is stunning like it is a stunning work of of cinematography and choreography um that uh, is almost worth checking out um it's it's beautiful and then later the the bad king the sultan he um has this song and dance with all of his men his soldiers where they're like hopping around on one foot and waving their hands in the air that is just so funny that i i loved it (laughs) i loved it it was great uh and the songs are really catchy um and the songs i guess are a huge part of the bollywood movie movie world like the soundtracks are huge uh, because the soundtrack to this movie was was like number one at some point, uh, and that's a a big deal. And but like the songs to the movies are like one line repeated over and over and over again, which which got old. I didn't care for that. But also like the subtitles would only show what they were saying the first time, and then it wouldn't repeat it. So you're just meant to assume they're saying the same thing over and over again. But um. Yeah, Pad Padmavat, P A D M A A V A T. Uh, it's based on an ancient poem called Pavmati, and the government made them change the name of the movie because they didn't want people to think it was based in fact, which I guess is like where a lot of the controversy comes from. Okay. Um, but yeah, it was cool. It's on Amazon Prime. Um, if you wanted to check it out. Um. The, some of the CGI in the movie is really bad. Like it looks, it looks like a video game from the, like the early two thousands. But mm-hmm. but when it's not terrible CGI and the, and it's like practical sets and and um and and the like, it's gorgeous. It's a beautiful movie. Um, it it's really stunning, and it makes me want to learn a lot more about ancient India or, or maybe even India now because they have, because nobody seems to wear shoes and they have like water everywhere, uh, in like little ponds and they like just walk through the water all the time. And I was wondering, and both my wife and I were wondering, is this a normal thing, uh, in India, like that, that you just walk through water and then your clothes just dry because it seemed like everybody would be soaked all the time. But also, if nobody's wearing shoes, it's an easy way to clean your feet. So it's it's confusing, and it's like a little bit of culture shock there, where where you don't really understand what's going on, and they don't uh, they don't explain it to you at all. Because I guess if you're watching it, you're supposed to know what they're saying. <laughs> yeah, I'd imagine they're not like, well, we better explain what we're doing just in case an American's watching this. Right. has no idea what's up. One thing to uh, to know in advance that we didn't know till we were an hour into the movie is that it's nearly three hours long. 
Oh my. Yeah. So like it was an hour into the movie and we, we paused it for, for whatever reason. And we were like, Oh my God, there's two hours left. Oh my God. Uh, and the movie could easily be 45 minutes shorter if it didn't have the music videos and the songs and like a lot of, there's like a lot of sequences of them getting dressed. Like there's this one sequence where the, the, the hot queen is dressing the, the, the good King and his, and his turban and his, his warrior outfit. And you're like, man, this is going on for way too long. But, uh. But it was it was worth checking out. I I would recommend seeing it, but feel free to fast forward because it's it's long and unnecessarily so. Padmavat. Check it out if you got three hours. Yeah, if you got three hours to burn, shit, check it out. Um. So then that brings us to you, Matt, with the blue chip of the week, the new record holder for October openings, Venom. All right. Uh, well, first in preview corner, there uh, another, commercial, <laughs> another commercial for Diet Coke. Another angry commercial about how you do you, man. And you get Diet Coke if you like Diet Coke, and if that's your thing, then fuck everybody else. <laughs> except this time. <laughs> except this time. Uh, I guess because only men are allowed to be angry in this country. This time it's a dude. Oh. So they've 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 chucked the woman, and now there's a guy walking around who's like, it, it's it's kind of funny because she's walking away. <laughs> Like they pass each other, uh-huh. they don't show her face, <laughs> and but you could tell it's her because she's wearing the same outfit. And he sort of nods at her, and he's like, "Yeah, so so this Diet Coke." This is like an old Folgers commercial where it's like continuing the story. Uh, I, I guess so. I saw, yeah, where there's some sort of like thirty second uh, soap opera going on. And this guy lets you know there's some new flavors, and who cares? So anyway, so there was that. <laughs> uh, Saw a preview for Captain Marvel. Um, the movie will probably fi- be fine. Uh, I couldn't help but be kind of pissed off, though, or annoyed or whatever, that in every way they can, and I think it's kind of low of Marvel Marvel to do this, because Marvel already has so much going for it, uh-huh. but in every way they can, they just rip off Wonder Woman. And like like the font's the same. They're using lots of the same, like... Saturated colors and stuff, and and I'm like, man, this just looks like it wants to be a preview for a Wonder Woman sequel. And really? Okay. Marvel doesn't need to do that. Um, the movie itself doesn't look like it's you know all that similar. Um, so it's just when they're cutting to like the words and everything, I'm like, man, that looks like the cover of Wonder Wo- the Wonder Woman you know DVD box. Uh-huh. So so that was that was I don't know annoying i guess uh it's so whatever the movie itself looks like it's probably fine you know it'll probably fit well into the marvel universe um saw another preview for uh what is it battle angel alia alita battle angel yeah yeah um man the the previews for that movie are effective for me because <laughs> yeah. I, I really want to see it and I can't even tell you why. Um, there are actually even a few lines that, um, what's his name? Christopher Waltz? Uh, the guy from uh, Inglorious Bastards? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think Christoph Waltz. Okay. So, so, um, but I, I might he's be in it. He plays her dad. And 
he he delivers lines and i think it's just that they're they're chopping out lines out of context but he's like smiling when he's like warning her of things mm-hmm. and i'm like this is kind of weird but i still want to see this movie and so that's working for me there was a movie uh, preview for a movie called overlord that looks like i'm not quite sure what a world war ii movie a zombie movie a superhero movie it's a bit of everything oh i saw a trailer for that that's like the with the the zombies and they're like in a tunnel. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what and, to think of that. Yeah. Uh, that's exactly how I felt seeing that. I was like, I'm not sure what this is. Uh, it's produced by JJ Abrams or maybe directed by JJ Abrams. His name's on it. Um, yeah. I think it's just produced. It's a bad robot production, which is his production it company. Looked like it. I don't know. Might be Okay. Uh, someone in the audience was very pissed off about it <laughs> because he, he like turned to his friend. And he's like, Oh God, that just makes me so angry. It's so, so inaccurate like, <laughs> to world war two. Cause there weren't zombies, superheroes. <laughs> okay. Whatever. Um, so there was that. I saw a preview for the new, uh, movie glass from M night Shyamalan. Oh, there's a and, new tra- uh, trailer for that. Uh, there's a trailer for, it. I've never seen one. Oh, now, okay. So. Yeah. Um, but it's like the three of them, Glass, Split, and Unbreakable, all in some sort of therapy session together. And Bruce Willis uh, has a beard. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, it didn't do anything. So I'm not saying it's going to be bad. It just. I mean, it will probably be bad. You know how previews are supposed to show you parts of movies that make you want to see them? Uh-huh. It didn't do that. Yeah. It. It. I just felt like I, I haven't seen this movie, but I feel like you pulled out the most neutral parts you could. Um, and then I uh, saw a commercial or a preview for the Spider Verse movie, the the Spider Man one that's coming out in, uh, I guess, December around Christmas. Yeah, I'm looking uh, forward to that. That looks like it. It's going to be a lot of fun. It, it looks pretty cool and um, very different. Not just because it's kind of a cartoon, but like there are, there's, I, not only was there a preview for it, but if you go see Venom at the end of the credits, at the very end, uh-huh. there's like a three minute part of the movie that you get to watch. Oh, really? And oh, yeah, yeah. And it's pretty cool. It shows off a um, bit of the character and, and a, probably they, they picked a part of the movie that really shows you what they're doing there artistically because there are like moments where you actually see panels of the comic and it'll show you one panel, then jump over to another and then jump over to another and then go back into the moving action. Um, and it looks, it looks like you, you might need to like take a Xanax or something to, <laughs> to watch it. Um, Cause there's so much movement and, and, and so much going on, but it looks fun. And, and I'm pretty, I'm pretty excited about that. So, uh, that's that. So end of preview corner. All right. I love preview Onto corner. Venom. Yeah, man. As long as I keep seeing new previews, uh, <laughs> and diet Coke commercials. Yeah. No kidding. Um, so venom. Um, yeah. So this is a movie about, a character most people are familiar with from uh, the Spider-Man world uh, universe. And if I understand right, and I've only read a few Spider-Man comics, but Venom started out as in the stories, just as like a bad guy and then became sort of an anti-hero. 
I jumped in for a little bit when I was like 13, maybe, uh-huh. to read the Maximum Carnage series. Yeah. And so there, I think I got to see Venom be, he was kind of in the mode of, of starting to be a good guy. Um, but like a good guy who kills people. Right. So this really fits with that. Um, it, it, it goes quickly from the character who becomes Venom, um, Eddie Brock, to from him being his normal human self to getting to the point with the uh, symbiote that turns into this um, uniform that's kind of amorphous and can do uh, kind of uh, shape-shifting sort of stuff. Um, you kind of get to see this all in one movie. And uh, for the first, I'm guessing here on time, I didn't check my watch, but for the first 40 minutes, it felt like there wasn't that element to it. Like, like Venom, the, the symbiote thing, isn't really there. And so you're just kind of seeing Eddie Brock trying to sort of investigate things because he's, he's an, uh, a journalist and that part of the movie is pretty good. Like I I remember at some point thinking, I don't know if Venom's going to show up much in this movie, but this is a pretty decent, it's simple, but this is a pretty decent movie just for what it is here. Mm -hmm. Um, and, I'll be completely clear here. This movie would suck if it didn't have Tom Hardy in it. Okay. But he's on the screen all the time and he's really good. Like he, 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 he's, he's an awesome actor and, and here while the character is kind of spastic and and pretty strange, um, it really works. And then once the symbiote does come into it, once he starts turning into, or once Venom is there in him and on him, Uh um, that character is weird too. And they're not exactly the same character, but they work well together. Like if it's possible, I would say that he and his Venom suit have good chemistry. Okay. Um, it's a little bit, there's a bit of a character arc for the suit <laughs> and uh, it, it seems strange. So, so this weird goopy thing has a character arc and it happens a little bit like quickly here and there, like these turns in the character are a little too fast. Let me, uh, still- let me interrupt you real quick. My wife just sure. got home and the girls are freaking out. Uh, I'm going to hit pause. Okay. Uh, we are recording again. So okay, you were so, saying about Venom? <laughs> something. Uh, but I could keep rolling. There are some other things here, because I'm not exactly sure where we left off. But um, there's... Uh, I, I want to say, like, I did go into this movie with extremely low expectations. Right, yeah. And, and I would suggest, even though I'm kind of recommending the movie, like, that you still go in with... If you go in expecting like a C minus, you'll probably enjoy it. Okay. Um, and I don't. I saw that it has a really low, like a thirty percent or something like that review on Rotten Tomatoes, uh-huh. and I can't quite figure that out. Although it might be something that you know, fans. This might be one of those things where fans are really disappointed. Like I, I might have enjoyed this the way I enjoyed uh, the Last Jedi. You know, and people who are really into Star Wars are like, no, 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 this isn't right. Um, you like the Last Jedi? 
Yeah, I did. We reviewed it together. <laughs> <laughs> um, but... <laughs> this may be a bit like that. But from what I from what little I remember of Venom, um I thought it actually pretty fit pretty well. And um one of the things that worked for me in this was the humor. Like when I said that there there's good chemistry between um Eddie Brock and Venom. Um, that's actually where the, there's a lot of humor too, uh, and there there are a fair amount of jokes in the movie. The movie's kind of lighthearted and goofy. I mean, it's got some dark stuff, but it's it's all kind of kind of like how Deadpool's quirky. Mm-hmm. It's it's not a Deadpool like movie, and it doesn't have the same kind of humor. But there's something about the quirkiness of it that's like, oh, this is playing by some goofy rules, and for me, it worked. Um, even some of the stuff that's in the preview, like the whole, like, you're going to roll down the street like a turd in the wind or something along those lines. Um, a, a fair amount of things that were in the preview kind of come at the end of the movie. Like, they're not really part of the plot that much. Yeah. And um, by the time they happen, I had gotten used to Venom being kind of this weird thing. I mean, there's even a moment where he, like... The symbiote goes, uh, I'm kind of a loser <laughs> on my own planet. And so he's, he's kind of weird and, and off kilter. And by the time he's like making those statements, it sort of makes some sense um, and, and, and works there. Um, so as the movie was going on, like I said, it, it starts out you know, focused on Eddie Brock. And then I was like, well, this movie might actually be pretty decent. Can I interrupt you real quick? Yeah. My son is yelling at me. Uh, are we back on? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. So nothing's, uh, so, so up to, up to the point that Venom first, very, very first shows up as Venom. I'm like, Hey, this movie's actually going pretty well. And then he shows up. And for the first second of that, I was like, Oh God, this is, this is going to be terrible. Because uh, at first it's just it looks horrible. Like the, there are some moments in the movie where the effects are okay, but for the most part, stuff looks bad. Really? Okay. Um, you know, I said in the from watching the preview that I felt like Venom looked like a garbage bag, and that kind of lasts throughout. There, there are a few moments where there's a cool image here and there, and you're like, oh, that's probably from some comic panel. Um, but a lot of it looks too wet mm-hmm. um and it doesn't match with like the textures don't match with the scenery even if it's like a glob of tar they probably should have done some shots of globs of tar yeah. to see how shiny it actually is because things are just too shiny to look like they're in the same lighting as the rest of the movie okay so it's it's got that lazy cgi thing going for it where it's enough to be to go, okay, I can, I can see what's happening here, but not enough to, to go, okay, I actually feel like that thing that's in front of Tom Hardy's face is actually there. And it's not Tom Hardy's fault. Right. Um, so it gets, it gets fun. It gets funny. Um, the, the plot, it's, it's, 
the movie's a little janky. Like, it, like things seem like they're edited funky, and some of that may be because they took so much out. Because I did hear that Tom Hardy's pretty disappointed that a lot of his favorite scenes weren't in the movie. Yeah. Um, and that might have been them trying to keep it from going R. Yeah, that's exactly uh, that's exactly what happened. And and so. I think like if there was going to be a R-rated version of this coming out, I would totally watch it, a hundred percent. I wouldn't be hesitant to watch it at all. Yeah. Okay. Um, but I don't feel like the movie's bad because it's not R. But it does. You do have that sense of like, wow, that was kind of a quick jump. I feel like something was missing there, and yet the story's simple enough. It, which is something I, I give it credit for because a lot of movies now are trying to be complicated. Like every comic movie wants to be game of thrones and they're not necessarily good at that right um this movie stays simple so everything actually hangs together well um so it's a bit janky but it all works there's not anything where you're like well that doesn't make any sense um so i walk away from this i'd give it a b maybe a b minus but i would say the reason I enjoyed it is because I just walked out going like, wow, I was having fun throughout this whole movie. I was having fun. Um, it does take a while to get going, but even up to that point, I was still having fun. And I would really like to see a sequel. Like where this movie leaves off, it's it's a pretty good origin story because it kind of leaves off where you're like, oh, okay, this I got to see stuff happen. It wasn't like how I felt about like uh, Captain America, the first one. Uh-huh. I was like, okay, so he's finally Captain America, but I didn't get to see him do any Captain America stuff. In this movie, I'm like, oh, he's finally Venom. He and the, the symbiote have figured out their groove by the end of the movie. But I did get to see them doing stuff in this movie leading up to that. So uh, I thought it was pretty satisfying as an origin story. and I'm And I have this sort of sense that if it were to be a well-connected sequel, like if all the people were to come back and have the time and space and maybe an R rating, then a sequel could be really good. Um, so I hope that enough people do see it um, that, that they can make a sequel. Cause I feel like there's, there's opportunity there. Okay. Um, I had no intention of seeing this movie until, until now. Like at and, least and until it, it was on video. Like now, I kind of want to go see it in the theater. It, I uh, I would imagine if it is doing well, maybe some of that is because it does have that Spider-Man section at the end. Mm-hmm. Um, that that chunk of film and people are curious about that movie. I don't um, even know about that. That's yeah, I, I don't know how many people do, but I would imagine some people went for that because I know a lot of people weren't weren't having high hopes for this, but, and I would say as much as I'm saying, go see it. I'd also say like, don't, don't have, I mean, go see it, but don't have hope. Right. <laughs> Just yeah. Go see it. Go in expecting nothing. Think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and just a s- small bit of trivia here. Uh, while I was waiting for that Spider-Man thing to come up and there is another mid credits sequence. That's pretty short. And I won't say anything about that. Okay. Um, but uh, as I was waiting for the final thing to come up, I happened to notice that Mike Tyson is the rigging gaffer. <laughs> <laughs> I'm guessing it's a different Mike Tyson, but no, it's still probably made me laugh. it's probably the Mike Tyson. Yeah, that's that's his deal now. Yeah. Um, and I definitely came away. If you just go into 
if you can go and say, all right, well, I'm going to see what Tom Hardy can do. Uh, you'll, you'll at least, I think, enjoy that. Cause I walked away going like, man, I want Tom Hardy to be every interesting character from now on. Like I, I had heard, uh, maybe like last week or the week before that Joaquin Phoenix is going to be the Joker yeah. in a Joker movie, yeah. which I can sort of get behind, not because I like Joaquin Phoenix, but because he's so strange yeah. that I can imagine, Hey, maybe something cool will come out of that. And I know that Tom Hardy already played Bane, but like, if I want to see someone live up to something like Heath Ledger's Joker, you know, something that's really going to like be unique, but believable at the same time. Uh I feel like Tom Hardy's the guy. Yeah. So, so see it for Tom Hardy and that's about it. Okay. Um, going back into preview corner, uh, did you see yeah. the extended Aquaman trailer that came out this week? Oh, you know, as a matter of fact, yeah, I did. Um, I I'm kind of interested in seeing Aquaman after seeing that. Oh man. I, I hate to admit this, but th- there was still just as much stupid crap in the preview, but I did find myself at some point go, Oh, I'm having fun here. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that's exactly what I said. I said, this looks terrible, but at least it looks, it looks fun. And I, my my guess there, like I I'm not any more interested in seeing it. Um, but my guess there is kind of like they did with some of the other DC movies. They went, hey, you know, this preview actually looks as bad as this movie's gonna be. <laughs> so let's edit a couple <laughs> things, change the music a bit, and make it more convincing that this is gonna be decent. And then put that out because I don't know. I mean, there's still some of the dumb stuff in there. Is like, like he lands on a the hallway floor of a submarine, I guess, and then he looks over his shoulder and he's I don't know. I forget what he says. Like, like pleasure to be here or something like that. Yeah, he's got a lot of one-liners. And I'm like, man, that just that's stupid and and it looks like and i don't know if this is the actor's timing or if it's the editing or if it's just that it's dumb but like that shot seemed so so staged like that angelina jolie thing we were talking about he's like i'm gonna slowly look over my shoulder at these guys who have m16s pointed at me and i'm Uh like that's no (laughs) no uh so yeah I'll, i'll probably see it just because it'll be something to go to the theater for yeah uh but i i i did i did find myself kind of enjoying the preview but i do expect the movie to still suck just as much as i thought it would before yeah you know what i mean Uh, hopefully it's like it turns around and it gives like a wonder woman kind of thing where you're like oh this was a fun movie hey if i enjoyed it as much as wonder woman that'd be awesome yeah all right well i guess that's gonna do it for the show this week um anything to plug at the end matt dang it you know there was something i wanted to plug and now i can't remember what it was oh no oh actually (laughs) it's because i didn't find out what it was uh one of my (laughs) friends one of my friends uh has a podcast about fantasy football drafting and uh i need to check in with him on what the actual title is so i can so i can plug that yeah sure that's cool Next week in film, I will recommend a fantasy football podcast by the name of, insert name here, 
I hate fantasy football this year. I'm I'm doing so poorly. It's not even. I'm I'm having the worst time. Sounds I, like I you just, could use a podcast. Yeah, I'm I'm making the worst decisions each week. Uh, this is probably my worst year of fantasy football. I have two two different teams and I have one win. I I played fantasy football once and I was doing really well for the first couple of weeks. Uh-huh. And 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 what I didn't realize is that you had to do stuff with it. <laughs> like, you had to be an active member. I think I was like second in the league uh-huh. for like three weeks and then uh, all my characters or whatever players got injured uh-huh. um, and apparently you have to replace them yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I was just like oh man my team's getting worse and worse until I didn't even bother watching it anymore Yeah. and uh, and then someone said something along the lines of oh well all your people are injured why didn't you replace them I said oh I think that was me. I think that was me. Probably. Yeah. Probably. Because you were in our league. That's correct. Yeah. Um, uh, that was back in the good days of Brian Westbrook. Oh, good days. Yeah. Um, I have nothing to plug, so uh, I guess if that's the end of the reel, we'll see you next week in film. See you then.